This is a headgum podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You ever find yourself in a sticky situation you don't know what to do? Very cool. Nice that, and soothing. That was from Victor Edso. It sort of seemed almost like a TV theme song. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, I think he used a xylophone throughout most of it. Yeah. And as a professional xylophonist myself, uh, I kind of appreciate the little, um, the timbers and the, the thrusters that he uses. Well, you're not a professional He must have used a pretty, an oaky little uh, node buster. So <laughs> That's the you're a professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the what is the node buster? The node buster is the little. What's... To you, it would be like a little wooden sphere on a stick. Like all a... right. So to like, you can't even come up with <laughs> <laughs> the name of the node buster. Yeah. No, I didn't come up with it. John Q. Xylophon did. <laughs> <laughs> you think Xylophone <laughs> invented the that? It is funny that Xylophone. <laughs> That you learn to play like two instruments yeah. in school. It's the recorder <laughs> and the xylophone. <laughs> well, there's a saxophone. But you don't is... learn that. Like you that's that's like, you know, but that's what not makes a, a what makes a saxophone a sax and a xylophone a xylo? Mm, like phone is just noise, sound, whatever. But then there's saxophone, xylophone. What else is there? Um I any other phones? Trombone. The trombone, of course. <laughs> the trombone. Yeah, which is a trom based phone. Uh, well, that guy says, hello there, greetings from cold, cold, and then the country he's from. Where do you think? Ooh. S- uh, Scandinavia. Is that a country? It is Norway. not. No. Not Norway, but close. Finland. Ooh, very close. You Sweden. Got, yeah. Nice. Cold, cold Sweden. Uh, he wrote us an original theme song. Hope we like Big Fan Victor. Thank you, Victor, for listening to us. Thanks, Vic. It can't be that cold in Sweden. <laughs> What's the current weather in Stockholm? What is it, like 40 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> Big freaking whoop. What is it? It's four. D <laughs> Sounds <degrees>. cold. <laughs> it's actually chilly sounding. But uh, I would probably put out an overcoat. At but the no very mittens. least. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. 
Uh, all right, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the web, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. Starting 2018 off right. Off rice. Nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> off white. Um, all right, let's get to these questions because they're not going to answer themselves. That's true. Uh, I sent you one. I can't find it myself. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm a guy with a crap voice. Interesting. All right. Like not singing voice. Yeah. So what should we call this guy? What um, about the most famous Swedish person you know? Bjorn Borg? Of course. <laughs> Is he Swedish? I don't know. <laughs> Bjorn Borg writes, <laughs> simply, let me, now I got to look. He's probably not. Is Stefan Edberg from Sweden? Bjorn Borg is Swedish. Oh, all right. Nice. Oh, isn't that other... Warinka? Is he Swedish? No, he's Swiss. Oh, that's right. Okay. Stefan Edberg is also Swedish. Swedish. All right, let's not ruin... Let's not give away all the names. <laughs> Bjorn Borg writes, Simply, I cannot stand my voice. I think it's irritating and not manly at all. I hate it even though... Uh, even through a recording, and I know that the recording is what my voice actually sounds like. <laughs> I feel like with my voice, I can't get anyone to respect me or, heck, blow me for that matter. <laughs> I, or worse yet, blow me. <laughs> I seriously can't think my voice is... Uh, I seriously think my voice is lowering me from a decent six to a four and is ruining my chances of oh, hooking up. Do you guys know someone it with an annoying voice? It could also be your self-esteem. <laughs> I think Jake's voice is fucking awesome. Oh, I'd, I'd love right. to sound like him. Is there a way that you can mask my voice or make it sound cooler? Is there a surgery for this kind of shit? Should I just stop talking and learn sign language and become a mute? Please help. P.S. Uh, love Bjorn Borg. P.S. Please come to Australia again soon and don't skip Adelaide. Radelaide. Radelaide. So he's a Adelaidean Australian, actually, oh, with right. a weird voice. It is. There's so much like Swedish shit happening in this podcast so far that I genuinely thought this guy was from Sweden, right? Because the first, yeah, the song dude is from Sweden, so he's okay. He's from the Sweden of Australia. I feel like the good thing. Well, it's tough because your accent doesn't do anything for you in Australia. No, yeah. But if you came here, I think that would. Yeah, that's my advice: is to leave Australia because then you have a interesting voice. Yeah. Your voice, like, no matter the octave, you'll have the accent if you're not in Australia anymore. Yeah, and Australian's, like, a cool type of accent to have. I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, but the, like, the way Australian accents, like, make your voice intonate, like, it almost makes for, like, a higher pitch talking. Or maybe that's just, like, that I use a higher pitch voice when I do an Australian Oh, accent. like, all Australians. Put another shrimp on <laughs> the barbie. Yeah, like, I'm talking like this here. <laughs> Like an old shrimp hand, is ya? Oh, you call that a knife? This is a knife, you little fucker. <laughs> yeah. Look exactly. at me dancing on an alligator. And that's what this guy sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm zero feet, 11 inches short. <laughs> and I got a crap old voice. I can't even get blown. <laughs> and I got a bad attitude, yeah? <laughs> got the Adelaide. I'll ride a shark for ya. Oh, I'm falling down a thimble. How'd you like to receive me fuck a kangaroo? <laughs> you ever seen one this big before? I can fit in a pouch, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pygmy, aren't I? <laughs> down here. Oh, you stepped on me. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your voice is fine. 
Yeah, a lot of people don't like the way their voice sounds when they record it. That was that was a thing. Remember, was that like just a was the, was that just like during your childhood, or is that just a late '90s phenomenon where everyone's like, "Whoa, my voice sounds weird when I listen." Yeah, to it back. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was ever very common for people to hear their own voice. And now, since, or is it just because we make videos and podcasts, we have to listen to our own voice all the time? We that listen it sounds to it probably like, more than anybody, but. I mean, like, you know, showing up in Instagram stories or Snapchat. Yeah, it's easier to record your voice. Yeah. But I remember back in the day when, like, you record your voice and play it back, like, on a tape or a cassette. You're like, whoa. I don't sound like that. Yeah. Sometimes you do. I feel like I know what I sound like, and sometimes a recording did distort my voice a little bit. Yeah, like it gives you a lisp. Uh, Well, I think I also have a minor lisp. Really? Lisp. No, I remember when when we first started posting videos on College Humor, people said I had a gay voice. That... And that cut me to the core. (laughs) (laughs) They thought I had a gay voice, which really hurt. Uh, Don't eat me, mister. (laughs) I'm on your salami sandwich. What accent is that? (laughs) Australian. Obviously from Adelaide. (laughs) Don't put the Vegemite on me. Ah, I'm dancing on a toothbrush. Eating an olive the size of my head. <laughs> my car is a roller skate, man. <laughs> Look at me lifting up this match like it's a big old torch. I'm one inch short. <laughs> <laughs> is there a surgery for this kind of shit? You think there would be because there's like facial reconstruction. There's plastic surgery. There could be like a voice box surgery, but I don't voice know. Voice changing surgery. Let's see if that's a thing. I also, I think he could get by just by changing his voice without the surgery. You could just fucking drop your voice. Just do a silly voice. Oh, you think so? Don't you ever, have you ever like done a silly voice with your friends or a significant other and then before you know it, you're talking to that voice all the time? <laughs> no, but I know you a have. A voice like this one, yeah. <laughs> now I'm stuck in it. And I'm one and a half centimeters tall. <laughs> this puddle is an Olympic-sized pool to me. <laughs> this is the trailer for Downsizing, I assume. You saw the movie, right? I loved it. Did his voice change when they went, like when he was a small person talking nah, to a no, tall? he was still Damon. He was still the Dame. Mm-hmm. That was his one note. He's like, I'll do this movie, but you're not making my voice sound bad. Yeah, no, I have to have Matt yeah. Damon's voice. Everyone else sounds weird, but Damon sounds good. I think that you could just drop your voice an octave if you're worried about it being high-pitched. And I, I guess he didn't even say that, but it, it, that's just what I got. What, like, so this would be my new voice and I would just talk like this? Yeah, well, that's tougher because you have to... But yeah, you could talk like this. And this would be me always. And you don't have to change it this, like that much. You (laughs) could just like drop it, just an octave. Just like down low. People won't even notice. Down over here. Remember the video where I speak in a new voice? Yeah, new voice. Yeah, and then you you steal the voice from me. (laughs) That's right. It's it's kind of like this. Yeah, it is like that. Yeah, now this is my voice This is my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I'm on a Yahoo answer and says, and someone says you can take testosterone medication that can help lower your voice. Oh, interesting. I guess I'll fucking do it. Well, well you know, do some research. No. I think there's other side effects to No, that. there aren't. Yeah, you just get taller are. and more of a boss. No, Jesus Christ, don't. You get a little hairy me. and fine. Oh, wow. Larry Page, Google CEO, reveals surgery to fix his horse voice. 
Oh, he had like a hoarse voice? I guess so. Like he would just be like, nay! <laughs> no, like so hoarse would be like the scratchiness of the voice. It's not like I him sounding like it. a horse. I was making a goof, dude. <laughs> so he'd be like, the way page rank works is, <laughs> give me a carrot! A baby carrot's big enough for me! It's not the size use of my it as body. a boat! <laughs> and a moat! <laughs> Uh, all right. There's there's your options. Fake it, move, or take testosterone pills after consulting a doctor. Cool. Uh, let's see what else he sent me. Ooh, this is from a lady. Mm-hmm. A Swedish lady. Swedish. Martina Navichilova. No, I she's just like not tennis Swedish, stars. Is she? No, I doubt it. Swedish. She's Czech. Female. Check if she's Czech. <laughs> nice. Check if she is. There's a, I'm looking at Swedish female tennis players, and there's one named Johanna Larsson. Cool. You'd be not surprised to know that she's attractive. That's awesome. All right. Johanna writes, I'm a 20-year-old female student at Michigan State University. Go Spartans! So yeah, I'm a student at a very expensive school, and your girl has plenty of debt under her belt. Hey. I'm totally self-sufficient for my parents, so I pay my own bills, rent, and whatever else. I recently made my preferred age range on Tinder a little wider, meaning I let men in their 40s look at my profile. I don't really find older dudes attractive, so I don't swipe right on, like, any of them. However, 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 this guy went to my Instagram and messaged me at the source. Oh. He's 37, well-established, and pretty charming. He's originally from Michigan, but has been living in Europe for work. He saw me on Tinder because he was at home for the holidays. We talk pretty often, and he's even sent little gifts to my house. LOL, sorry, Mom. And he's been talking about possibly flying to Euro- me to Europe so we could hang. Is this the sugar daddy I want slash need? Is it a terrible idea to meet a strange older man in a foreign country? I've stalked all of his social media, and he seems to be normal and safe. But could I just be blinded by my imagination? Thanks for your help. I love listening to your podcast while I'm working at my boring job. Aw. Love, Johanna. Thank you. Uh, so this girl swiped this guy left, and then he messaged her on Instagram. Yeah. That's a bold move, and it seems like it itself, worked. Yeah. In and of itself, that's that's a lot. Especially because he's a 37-year-old. Shows a lot of tech savviness <laughs> for the 37-year-old. 37 is almost my age in a weird way. I'm like, 37, dude's old, but he's just... Well, you're 35, and would you message, would you slide into a 22-year-old's DMs on Instagram? I'd feel pretty creepy about it, but 20 also, because this girl's oh, not even old enough to go to a bar. She's 20? Yeah, I thought you were minusing two for him. Oh, no, I just didn't hear you correctly. Yeah, so 20-year-old. So I think, yeah, I'll classify that as full creepy. Because it's, it's the divided by divided by two plus seven. So his, his, mac, his min should be 25 and a half. Yeah. And now he's all about flying her to Europe. Seems dangerous. The question is, would you take a, like, a free trip to Europe if the exchange is uh, potentially <laughs> creepy as hell? The, sad, the crazy part is that this would be their first date. 
So she'd be like getting on a flight, getting off at customs, checking in bags, and then arriving to this guy's house. Yeah. And if he's bad, it's like, oh shit, I'm jet lagging here right. for a week. And, yeah, and you like took a red eye, so you're yeah. pretty like the first <laughs> thing you have to do is take a nap at yeah. this guy's <laughs> And then maybe I'll wake up and we'll get like a sandwich, but like my internal clock's really fucked up. Yeah. So you're eating like and lunch you haven't at had two a.m. Bowel, a good bowel movement. Yeah, since you're you constipated <laughs> and tired. You're greasy and wet. And all and then he expects to have sex with you because you spent uh, yeah. $1,200 on a flight. I flew you out on Lufthansa. Sure, it wasn't business class, but I sprung for economy comfort and an aisle you seat. You had an aisle, didn't you? <laughs> that means you only get a hand job, sir. <laughs> Do you think he expects sex? Do you think it's creepy enough to just avoid entirely? I think it's creepy. Yeah, I think the answer to that, both of those is yes. I don't think he's correct in expecting the sex, but... I do believe that that's his expectation. Sexpectation. Yeah. I believe he has sexpectations, and I believe he he uh, came across your information uh, in a... Quasi-legal way. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd advise not to do it, and I think you can get to Europe on your own somehow, in some other way. Yeah, but maybe... if you like the guy, then by all means, continue talking to him and maybe just go on a normal date next time he's home. Yeah, maybe you wait. That's the that's the move. So you say, I can't do the Europe thing because you know you might be a murderer, At least not on fine. the first date. And maybe, yeah, maybe you someday go to Europe and you can see him. Yeah, he's probably in more of a rush than you are because he's 37. He's and, knocking on death's door. Yeah, he needs he needs to make a mate right away. You're 20. You're a junior in college. You got no, yeah, there's I no rush for you. I also think that this guy's not necessarily like, if you're viewing this as like, oh, this is my like way to get money. He can be my sugar daddy. I feel like he might not, like he's more of a sex hound than a sugar daddy. You yeah, know what, what I mean? So he's trying to fly you to Europe so he can get laid. He's not going to like continue he's not going to like start paying for your tuition. Yeah, if anything you can be like, "Why don't you just send me the cash and I'll buy my own ticket because yeah, I'm an independent woman." In that regard. Yeah, and he'll be like, "Why is it why does that make you an independent woman if I'm sending you the cash?" And then you could be like, "If you clearly don't want to see me, then this isn't meant to be." And he'll be like, "Okay, okay, okay, just wait." I'm Venmoing you twenty seven hundred dollars, and then Venmo request him for three G's. Yeah, and then he's got to be. You're worth it. <laughs> that extra money is going to go a long way because you have to take an Uber to the airport. That's right. Yeah, and you're flying through like there's no Michigan to Europe directs. I'm sorry. No, I, yeah, we're go we're we're rerouting through <laughs> yeah. JFK. Absolutely, and what I'm just going to stand or there actually probably likely right. Yeah, because you want to go to the largest closest hub. Yeah. Um, so that's your advice is to just simply say no, thank you. Yeah, no, no European first date, especially if if you didn't even match it. True, like the it wasn't even a true match. <laughs> Let's, yeah, at one point you de- deemed this guy too unattractive. Yeah. So like, how can you go from that to old. seeing him in Europe? And he might be both. Uh, all right. Next question. We need a guy's name again. Oh, what was that other Swede? Uh, Stefan Edberg. Nice. Another male Swedish tennis player. We really should play tennis. We talk about <laughs> tennis players a lot on this podcast. It's time for us to just straight up rally. We should just, yeah, we should have like a, just a quick little volley or something. You played tennis in college, which is a very unknown fact about you. That's correct. That's, that's, that means you're at least pretty good. Uh, not anymore. You think you're just bad right now? I'm definitely bad right now. Like you think you can serve and volley? 
I could still serve because serving was always <laughs> my best. Do you know how fast you could serve? Uh, no, I never. I don't think I ever clocked it unless like I did. Maybe when I was like, when I was like. 12 or something i think i could serve 75 miles per hour or something I, that might be like i don't know if that's way off in, yeah you in, don't you're not sure about the age or the miles well, per I, hour i remember doing it when we were doing i did like a tennis camp when i was like around 12 or 13 yeah and did you hit the cones like you try to hit the corners yeah we used to like we would do not cones we would like make little ball pyramids uh-huh uh, and try to hit those and you were good uh yeah at when I was 13, I was very good. And then I like, I guess I probably peaked at 13 and I was a slow, slow, steady decline. You know, like probably getting better. Is that like a weird way to put it? Like I, I continued to get better, but like... Relative to the best in your age, you were getting worse. Yeah, exactly. Like if I, 13 was like, <laughs> zero to 13 was like, holy shit, Jake yeah. could be a good tennis player. Yeah. And then like from then on, it was like... He's really plateaued. <laughs> he hasn't improved while this guy's <laughs> playing in major tournaments. progressing faster than this. Did you ever, like, play in local tournaments? Yeah. I, when I was... Uh, up until I was, like, 16, I guess. I We had, like, intramural uh, <laughs> pool clubs. Like, High Lane would play Ridgetop, or High Lane would pay, play the long club. And that's as, about as rich as it sounds when you're talking about Connecticut tennis tournaments, Ridge Club, High Lane, stuff like that. Yeah, but it is interesting because, like, even among those clubs, like, the one I went to, High Lane, was, was like, a pretty middling uh, country club. There was yeah. no golf course, but we would play, like, New Haven Country Club, oh. which had a golf course, <laughs> and then we would play the long club, with, which had, like squash courts and like you know got it the so, rich they would and then so rich top was like even less expensive to join than high lane so they'd be like oh how's that country club no no golf course right not yeah. much of a country club is and it, it? Was, we would like we would get bust into like <laughs> the the really fancy ones but like, oh shit there's so got a golf go course straight to their snack bar two-handed backhand um i have one-handed backhand now but i had a two-handed backhand back at then. the time I adopted forehand. the uh, the Nadal open stance forehand. That's <laughs> really nice. Yeah, it was good. How what was your signature move? Inside out forehand, serve and volley. Did you it approach was both the of net? Those, yeah, the inside out the forehand. forehand. Yeah, uh, right, that's where you run around the backhand. Yeah, and then uh, hit it, and then uh, and serve and volley. But now, as I've gotten worse, my forehand has deteriorated. Now I tend to run around my forehand. Oh, like the last time I played tennis, which was I don't know five years ago. Uh huh. You're you're running around your backhand, down the line, down the line winners, um, winners. I no, I wasn't a big winner. Winners either. guy. I was no, I would chip. I I was uh, I was favorite, big lob. Favorite surface. They call me the big lob. <laughs> favorite surface. Oh, you gotta go fucking hard Clay? true. Oh, hard true. Yeah. Ace rebound. <laughs> green on blue, blue on green, green on green, blue on blue. I was yeah. yeah we had the hard. True you ever play on grass, and... Hurwitz? <laughs> Ever play on grass? Or you didn't never, make it out to Wimbledon very I never much, played did you? On, I never played on gra grass. Not quite grass, right? You like sliding around, though, didn't you? <laughs> you little piece of shit. <laughs> you and your high lane imps. <laughs> you know I went to Ridgefield. Uh, I'm a lawn club man. <laughs> myself. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's actually take a break and answer this question afterwards. Uh, uh, I spent four and a half minutes grilling you on tennis. <laughs> 
for seemingly no reason. <laughs> That's my unsolicited advice this week. <laughs> Pick up a racket. And I think the Wilson 95 Pro Staff is the way to go. Pro Kennex. And I'll string it myself. Thank you. <laughs> I have uh, head grip tape. I have a shock absorber that looks like a little rubber W. It's actually pretty neat. <laughs> oh, and the design on the strings, it looks like Snoopy from afar. How's Beat that? that. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be back with more questions after this. Bye. Ahoy, hoy. We have returned. Ho, ho. Uh, um, just huge, huge, overwhelmingly positive feedback for our new segment. Oh, it's a little <laughs> I'm coming. Pretty cool, huh? That's our, awesome. Our first uh, unsolicited advice stinger re- a submission. I love it. Uh, I forget who wrote it. Let me see. Hold on. Hold. Hold. Oh, here we go. Lars. Thanks, Lars. He's probably Swedish himself. Very much so. Uh, first week, I talked about cryptocurrency. That market has tanked. I really hope nobody took me yeah, up on that. Unsolicited advice that I took, and I'm fucking. How much am I down right now? I mean, you are bleeding out. You are absolutely in the red. Good Lord, Tron's at six cents. Well, I will say a lot of these are a long-term hold. I mean, a year ago, Litecoin was worth $4, and now it's worth close to 200 So don't worry about the day-to-day. Uh, then you talked about your uh, your unsolicited advice was to read the Game of Thrones books. Correct. <laughs> uh, so now some uh, back to me. Uh, if we're alternating. Of course. And I'm going to go oral hygiene. And oral hijinks. <laughs> uh, everyone brushes. Some people floss. But only the best of the best, the goats in their field, use the water pick. That is correct, sir. Uh, water pick was suggested to me from my uh, dental hygienist a year ago. Uh, the basic gist of it is it's this toothbrush tube that holds water at the base of it. And instead of brushing, it shoots a very hard, thin stream of water in between your teeth. It's a power wash for your gums. Exactly, because the theory is that floss, you know, can get get deep and move stuff around, but doesn't necessarily flush the water away. No. And brushing is great for the gums that you can see, but it doesn't get really deep down between the crevices. The water pick, which doesn't replace floss, mind you, this is in addition to... Yes. Um not only gets deep down, but also flushes water, uh, flushes gunk out. Uh, I gave you one six months ago or so. Yes. For your birthday. And positive reviews? It changed my life. How's that? Uh, you my... were a little hesitant because you didn't want to add something to your routine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really did not. I didn't want to disrupt the nighttime routine. But now I've actually, if you embrace it, if you learn to love it, like now I... I floss, I brush, then I water pick. And the water pick is easily the best <laughs> part of the three. Because it gets deep. It, the water pick is almost the reward for doing the first two things. <laughs> it's the dessert. Dude, it is so good. It feels amazing. I also really, I I stress traveling light all the time. Uh-huh. And uh, on every trip I've been on since you gave me the water pick, I pack a fat ass uh, water pick. Wow. I can't. I don't like to travel without it. I don't like to spend a night uh, not using it. Wow, good work. Uh, do you go cold water or hot water? Hot water. Yeah, you get to choose. Cold I water feels so good. Cold water hurts sometimes. 
And I also uh, made several trips to, to the dentist, uh, and they are very, very pleased with my new gums. That's right. You you be quickly become your dentist's favorite client because they'll be like, "Do you do you floss?" And I'm like, yeah. "Yes." And like, "Do you water pick though?" And I say yes, and they're like, "Wow, good job." I'm 32 for the first time in my life. The last trip I went to the dentist, they told me that my gums looked really good. There you go. Every single trip to the dentist is an admonishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, getting, getting called into the <laughs> left and right. <laughs> getting called into the principal's office after you did well. You're yeah. like, well, I'm pretty awesome, so let's high five and I can get on my way. It's really true. Uh, I should figure out exactly which water pick I have and maybe throw up a... If we could figure out this Amazon affiliate thing, that would be key. That would yeah. be clutch. I'll put, it on, I'll put it on our website either way. Um, but it looks like a little a little stiff hose that you hold up to your mouth. I would put mine on there too, which was more expensive, but mine is very pretty. Ooh, all right. So two different options at ifireyoushow.com. I know it's not a cool, hip thing to get into, like cash or fantasy novels, um, <laughs> but I think it's a simple thing that'll make you feel a lot better in the long run and make you look it like It brings a, me much joy. It look does. like a boss. And it, it just feels yeah. cleaner. You it's, go to bed with cleaner teeth. Yeah, you do. And it's not cool to have uh, shitty gums. Did you all, were you like a kid who was like, had to lie to your parents about brushing their teeth? Yeah, I did. Like, did you brush or like, oh yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I was always a morning brusher as a kid and I, at nighttime, I just liked to go to sleep. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> You're not going to let me watch TV, I'm going to bed. I want to pass out. I don't want to like get ready for bed. Yeah, I did not like getting, and now I love getting ready for bed. Because it's like the beginning of your sweet night when you can enter your fucking Mordor or whatever it's called. That's <laughs> when I escape into Westeros, yes. And I, <laughs> and I like to do it with my teeth fresh, with my uh, lotion on my face, um, my body covered in Vaseline. <laughs> from head to toe. Eye mask, ear mask, nose plug, uh, completely sensory deprived, <laughs> levitating in this lukewarm gel. So it's not even water. That's right. And I have a little snorkel on so I can breathe through the night. Uh, all right, that's it. Water pick, water flosser. What did, um, you recorded your first episodes of the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right? I did. I played my first few games of D&D. D&D. I am smitten. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm taken. Did you think you'd like it as much as you do? I I hoped that I would like it about half as much as I had. <laughs> about half as much as I liked it. Do you feel like you've discovered a new hobby? Yes, I've unlocked something. <laughs> Deep I within spent, me. I, like, as we were leaving, I was like, all I wanted to do was play more. I didn't care if we recorded it or, or not. Uh, I've also heard about people like taking trip, like weekend trips to like a cabin uh, and just playing play D and D for like two straight days. And I, I was even that was like, I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> not enough. I, yeah, now I see. Like, I you could you could go a week <laughs> just playing straight, and it's really just fantasy improv storytelling, right? There's no game, is there? Are you winning and losing? I mean, you are. In a sense, you're you can lose, like you can be killed by the stuff in the game, but yeah, you're it, can you win like the game? Murph, Murph is the dungeon master. He knows the whole entire world. He doesn't know like what the story is necessarily because he doesn't know what our characters are going to choose. It's basically like you you can do anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> you're uh, just talking in general platitude right now. You're telling me that I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 
you can do anything you want, man. <laughs> yeah. The, the world's your oyster. <laughs> but that's what it is in D&D. Like, you can say, you can't say like, oh, my character uh, runs up and grabs a squirrel. Because you don't know that there's a squirrel. Only Murph knows these things. And he plans ahead of time? Yeah. So he knows, like, for example, we like, our, on our campaign, we came across this like tiny little pond. And we don't know what's in it. But he knows. He knows. And then, like, so we were like, oh, we're going to, you know, Emily suggested her character was going to stick her staff in to see how deep it was. And you, so when there's, like, something like that that happens, uh, (laughs) this is turning into my unsolicited (laughs) advice. You Just listen to the podcast. You guys know how D&D works. It's It's not out yet. It's, oh, yeah. All right, fine. Just wait till it comes out. It's going to be great. Do you have a launch date? Uh, I think the end of January. Oh, wait, that is right now. Yeah, soon. Uh, in the next two weeks, or in the next two or three weeks. All right, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Does it have a name? It's called, actually, I don't know with 100% per- certainty what the name is because so we we're not gonna, we're not going to leak it yet. yet. So let's not deal with that yet. <laughs> what would make you sadder, your character dying or Murph dying in real life? Because like, you can always get a new dungeon master. No, Murph is... I, I would be more sad if Murph died. And not because I like him a lot, but yeah, because dungeon he's master, a really yeah. he's a very, very good dungeon master. The the amount of information that he has to have in his head is kind of insane. Wow. Like, when I I really cool story. <laughs> Our characters walked into a bar and Murph like there were three fishermen and four barbarians and one guy sitting at the bar and one person behind the bar and like he has a folder where all of those people have names and bios and he does a voice for all of them. Oh, wow. And he, like, so we improvised scenes as like, you know, Caldwell's character goes over and starts talking to the barbarians and my character is talking to the dude at the bar and he like is just swinging back and forth. And Is there a, is there a, a competition, like an international Dungeons and Dragons thing? It's like, is there a Dungeon Master of the Year award? Like, how do people know who's good at it versus not? I wonder. I It'll mean, just go completely unnoticed, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, even in our small comedy community of, like, the subset of people there who, like, play D&D and who talk about it, because I think they go on, like, they have, like, several campaigns yeah. with, like, different groups of people. Yeah. So I think, like, there are, we have friends who are like, oh, this person's a really good DM. Because it takes way more work. Like, I just walked in. I know my character. He's very simple. It's kind of like hosting a podcast versus just being a guest on it. Yeah, exactly. So he's a good host. Yeah, he is. He knows his shit. I think you, I think you can do it. <laughs> Really? No, I, I would not I think you should to. stage a coup. I wouldn't. <laughs> if you and Emily team up I against I can take Murph. over Bohemia. <laughs> That's how it's called. That's what our world is called. <laughs> Bohemia. Bohemia? Bohemia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people speak English there? Uh, no, not, and not everybody. But everyone in our campaign speaks English. And I speak... Uh, I know... The dwarven language and Emily and Murph's character both know Elvish. Of course. <sighs> Fuck you, man. I know Elvish too. Elvish Presley. <laughs> yeah, a blue suede shoes. <laughs> I'm a little elf. Hey, we nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Crying all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> small Australian dude doing Elvis impression. <laughs> Holy shit! Making fun of me. <laughs> Where do you get off? Uh, all right. Now we can finally answer the question we've all been waiting for, which is Stefan Edberg's dilemma. Because he's a 22-year-old from Canada who recently got engaged to my girlfriend of five years. We, we met in university, fell hard for each other, and the rest is history. Congrats. Exciting, right? Well, there's one problem. We can't 
decide on how to proceed with our last name when we get married. My now fiancé really wants to keep her last name since she would be the end of her family's name if she changed it. FYI, her name only existed for a few generations and her family is very proud of their name. Now, we talked about this a long time ago and I think I'm okay with changing my last name to her. But when I brought this idea up to my parents, they freaked out at me, saying they would be offended and extremely upset if I changed my last name. Now, I don't know how to proceed. I certainly don't want my parents to disown me for changing my name, and I don't want my fiancé's name to die out either. What would you two do? Jake, I know you are getting married soon. Would you ever consider changing your name to your fiancé's? Thanks. Love, Stefan. Now this this question did stick out to me because I'm I'm talking uh, to Jill about this right now. Oh, you're talking about last names already? Uh, well, I mean, not actively, but we've been talking about it since we got engaged. Yeah, like pretty passively. It's funny. I consider myself very um, feminist and like equal, but then it's like I would never change my last name to hers. Is, like that's a... insane to me. Why would I change my last name? She would either change it or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so. It's like this strange arcane rule where the expect the expectation is like, all right, well, when your daughter is married to me, then my last name becomes hers. Yeah, like, everything else is very good. progressive except and for the name. Everything sounds thing. perfect there. She, for she becomes my family now, yeah. leaving yours. Um, but at the and, same time, the whole children thing. What name do they have? And the, does mommy have a different name than daddy? Does that have any psychological ramifications? Yeah, I mean, I to me it it. It basically makes sense that there would be a family name, and I, I, I also, I guess, like the idea of like, oh, there goes the, the Smiths, yeah. there goes whatever, um, and you know, checking into a hotel with lots of little babies, and we all have like our family name. Yeah, this is Jake Hurwitz and Minnie Hurwitz, and but then I also like when when if Jill is like, oh, I don't want your last name, I want to keep mine. Obviously, yeah. I would never change my last name either. <laughs> Why would so I want to change my name? That's who I am. Right, yeah. So it does seem like the two options are none of us do anything <laughs> or she takes mine. But that is why I uh, I think that there's the, the idea of... The dual change. A dual change, meet in the middle, find, find a brand new name, and Jill and I are going to be the pig fuckers. That's uniquely amazing. Hey, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Pigfucker. <laughs> It's not spelled the way you think. It's P-H-U-C-K-E-R. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's ever done that, though. Do you know anybody who's changed their last name together? No. But I, I, to me, it feels like that is the most logical step. That's because, the fair like, way, seemingly. That's the, that is the, it's the only fair way. But then like... Well, the, or I think it's, it's either meet in the middle or... The hyphen. Or you... The oh, dreaded yeah. hyphen. I, I can never hyphen. I... I would long. I would take Jill's last name before I hyphened. Interesting. Which is I know insane. <laughs> but I just don't like it doesn't seem like it's you don't want to you can your last name can be different but I don't feel like it should be twice as long. It's a long it's a that. long name. Let's it's a long that. name. Um what so, would you do? Uh I would say different last names because I don't want to change my name either. Yeah. But then what do you do with the kids? Do they take their her last name or your last name? It's funny because you're like, 
Well, I wouldn't change my name. Obviously, the kids would still have my name, so that's not right. an issue. <laughs> you push them out of your body for me to name them. You do the work, and then they'll be called what I am. Yeah. And your last name will be different from when everyone's. When you really in the start family. examining this stuff, it's all batshit crazy. But yeah. then there is like just the sheer convenience of everything being one called one thing. Yeah, in Iceland, isn't it like your name? Your last name is just your dad's name daughter mom's name son or something yeah. uh that was like a version of it yeah there were like last names were yeah leaf erickson is yeah. eric's son the 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 hope is that your last name is cool and then you're marrying someone with a bad last name so they want to change it anyway yeah like if if my last name was dingleberry and i could change it to pig fucker yeah i'd be like that's <laughs> awesome if i was like spade and i was marrying like a corky yeah. They'd be like, okay, I'll be Courtney Corky. No, I'll be Courtney Spade. Yeah. <laughs> and that's right. what happens when Courtney Cox Arquette married David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> she already married David Arquette. So how do you think Hurwitz stacks up against Jill's last name? They're they're the same. They're interchangeable. Equally fine. Yeah. So you can't win her on that. No. But I mean, nor do I like want to really didn't you say once there was a fucking rock paper scissors match at a wedding to determine the last name some i I think it was a friend of mine that told me about that i don't think it was somebody that wrote into the podcast that where like part of the wedding was like up there on the altar they rock paper scissored for the last name holy shit and they i believe i heard both the last names and they were they were very very similar which is interesting it was like Thompson and Thomas or something like that. Yeah. So it didn't really matter at the time. Um, But for this guy, I think that you, I I don't know. It feels like uh, her not taking your last name is 100% (laughs) fine. And your parents, if you don't want to upset your parents, then you guys just keep... Keep your last names. Yeah, it's like he, your your opinion doesn't really fully matter. You're like, do I disappoint my wife or disappoint my parents? <laughs> Either way, I'm fine. Whatever. Right. Do I make one person sad or two people sad? Well, you your wife wouldn't be disappointed if you didn't take her last name. But if both parents were dead, I feel like he would just change his name. Oh, you could wait for that too, and then do the change on their deathbed. No one. Yeah, you don't have to get married. You don't have to change your name when you get married. You could revisit it further down the road when you start to have kids. It feels like it doesn't... That's like more when it starts to matter. I'm just looking at this guy's last name, and I know we shouldn't say it just to preserve his anonymity, but it's Stinkcock. Really? Yeah. Stinkcock. So if your girlfriend has even like a slightly better name, like yeah, even if it was Cock or Stink. Violet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of girly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the cock. Uh, so you don't know what you're going to do either. No, I don't. Uh, we so should have Jill on the pod, and then we can negotiate live on the day. That's a good idea. Do you have to decide before the wedding, or that's not part of it? Um, I, I mean, I yeah, I think we're not. I don't know. We really should discuss it. I don't have Me and the you. thing is that I don't have a strong opinion. Like I'm definitely do whatever you want to do. You'd be down to change to meet in the middle. I'd oh yeah, I'd be down to meet in the middle and pick a brand new name. That oh, completely new, or like a family name somewhere. Oh, interesting. Like basically settle on one. But then would you change? Like if people ask you what your name is, you'd be like Jake Green. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody asked me what. Yeah, I would. I would be like I, I I'm Jake Green. Would you choose? Would you choose a name that um you whose uh, domain name you can get because he sort of lost jakehurwitz.com and now it's like oh you you want to bribe me you want to fucking blackmail yeah. me I, jokes on you my name is jake 
stink cock now Probably and that is available important to choose one that's on that i can get the gmail of yeah what are you gonna do with your email address that's a big one too that is a big one and this is the crazy thing that like when we start thinking about how hard it is that's how women have had to deal with for you know for a very very long time yeah i want i wonder if email and twitter and facebook and all that makes it even less likely that somebody wants to change their last name because it's I like did, an searched, extra layer of annoyance i don't i didn't search like instagram and twitter but i searched on gmail like what what you do yeah. And and can you change it or is it just forward? Yeah, it's just forward. It's not easy. They don't make it like, oh, this is convenient. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, no, you like have to. What's a cool last name for Jake? Something with a J probably. Jake Jeremy. Johnson. Jake Johnson. Oh, that's, that's already the actor, Yeah. I always liked the name Jake Ryan because uh, the guy from 16 Handles. Jake Ryan. 16 Candles, not him. Yeah. <laughs> a different movie. He's the manager at a yogurt place <laughs> I used to go to, and he was the fucking man. Hey, Jake Ryan. It's like Matt Ryan, the quarterback. Oh, yeah. That so you, you want like an all-American name for a last name. I Jake guess, Jack. Jake Jack. Jake Jackson. That's really cool. That's actually really I don't cool. think that fits me either. I think I have to have a vaguely Jewish name. What about Fox? Jake Fox is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you're listening still, uh, your last name could also be Fox. Yeah. Your parents couldn't be pissed about that. Yeah, it's like, sorry, but my last name is Fox now. Right. But this is a different because she's keeping her last name no matter what. Yeah. So you either have hers or or your own. You're, if, there is no meeting in the middle. What if you change yours, but she doesn't change hers? <laughs> so you're like, all right, let's do, let's do Fox. All right, I'm going to go today. Jake yeah, I'll go there too. just wanted to change his last name to Fox. It has nothing to do with his wedding. And then you could do the Hurwitz middle name, even though you already have two middle names. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, I have, there's there's plenty of Hurwitzes. There's no like risk of Hurwitz uh, dying out. Dying out. With but there's only one Hurwitz name. Only one Hurwitz boy. That's not you. But that's just on my side. I still, I've got cousins and cousins with Hurwitz names. Oh, okay. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, my grandparents had like five kids or four kids or something. Smart. Uh, all right. That's it. Thanks for... Thanks for playing along. Thanks yeah. for listening. This was good. Uh, the opening theme song was written by the Swede. What was his name? Song Sweden. Uh, oh, talk about the South by show. Oh, yeah. We had a South by show. Come to uh, our show, North Door in Austin. Uh, I believe it is March 10th. It's headgum.com slash live for tickets. Uh, we've always sold out that show, so get your tickets soon. And we also always party. So come fucking ready. Uh, come party with us. And then tickets are still available for our Canadian shows, which is uh, all the information is at ifireyoushow.com. Uh, Victor was the guy who wrote the opening theme song. And this closing one was written by, oh, no, I didn't write down the name. Of course. Why would I? It didn't make sense on the day. Um, all right, keep talking about something else. Um, okay. So so in uh, Bohemia... Uh -huh. Uh, my character, Hard One Shorefoot. Oh, M found it. Okay. It was written by uh, Yuval, another Israeli, just like me. Uh, so thanks, Yuval. Thanks, uh, Victor. Thanks to, oh, God, Lars for writing the unsolicited advice. Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, email address for everything going forward is if I were you show at gmail.com. Send it all there, and we'll be back next week. Ciao. Little episodes going up every Monday. Bad advice hosted by Amir and Jake Show's going up every Monday. Bad advice hosted by Amir and Jake If you got something to ask every Monday, send it over to Bad these twice hosted by Amir and Jake Show's going up.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.